Hello everyone and welcome back to Let's Take a Moment. This is the podcast where we kick back and have a reflection period of time for as long as the podcast lasts. Um, And this is actually a re-recording of a podcast that I actually lost. I've got a docking station on my Datsia Sandaro Stepway car. Lovely car. Um, But you dock it onto this kind of little platform thing where, where you'd probably expect a screen to be on a really good car. And it seems to connect to the car like more closely. And I've got like a tiny USB cable that, that charges my phone while it's on that docking station. It, it connects more closely than a Bluetooth. I'm not quite sure how, but um, it does. So unfortunately, what the offshoot of that is for uh, Anchor is I sat recording this podcast the other day and it was a lovely crisp morning. And it was, and I, I, I was actually driving outside of Morrison's. I'll come back to that in a second. But what happened was it froze and I lost it couldn't recover the file and I was really peed off because it was about a 20 minute recording and it was really good it was sharp it was energetic and it was one of my better ones and I lost it but anyway where did it come about <clears throat> was that I had come out of Morrison's and I was heading back home I had a, it was Monday morning obviously as you know I was off last week and I thought right I've got meetings in the morning a London trip on Wednesday which is tomorrow so I've got to get all sorted for that and I just suddenly realised as I was driving back home that I actually felt quite good. Now, that shouldn't be a surprise to anyone. That certainly shouldn't be a surprise to me. But I suddenly realised that actually I felt pretty good. And I was very keen to understand why. Um, because if you understand why, you can anchor that and you can replicate it, hopefully. So knowing that I had, at the time, roughly 40 minutes before... My meeting, I thought, right, I'm going to nip down to Herbic Farm, which is where I'm at now. It's dark now, though. This was recorded in uh, 9am on Monday. And I thought, right, I'm going to just grab this moment because I just felt like I wanted to do that podcast. I had time. I was positive. And I went down and I spoke. I lost the podcast, of course. But anyway, I can remember some of the things that I wanted to say. The weird thing is that when I do these podcasts, it just flows. So I can... If, if if I lose it, I've probably lost something for good because my brain just, just flows and I've trained it by practicing, by doing podcasts and I really enjoy, as you know, I enjoy the process of it. What I realised was that there's actually a paradox going on between what I think I wanted from last week when I was off to actually what I wanted, the experience of it. And... That's quite puzzling because one of the presumptions that we make is that we think that we really want what we think we want. Now, last week, in my case, and you'll be able to think of your own examples of your life where it's happened like this, is that I had had a very stressful month. If you listen to any previous podcasts, you'll know that I was feeling the strain. I was busy at work. I had lots going on, stress. Um, just just get myself into a bit of a tiz about, you know, purpose in life and the things that I kind of keep under the surface were, were there and just getting on my nerves. And I thought to myself, right, I've got this week off and I'm just going to do nothing. I'm going to use it as a complete recharge. I'm going to drive to my favourite locations. I'm going to record podcasts. I'm going to, you know, play games on my computer I'm going to just completely chill and and just 
give away, abdicate all of the things that were stressing me out. Didn't quite work out that way. Um, and this is the point, you know, quite often things don't work out the way that we expect them to. What we think we want, we may not want. What happened was the first couple of days were fine. Then I started getting bored. Mum's away to visit my sister. My dad's at home, but he's not the sort of sit down, have a chat type of guy. So I was finding that I was at home during the day, remote working, and then in the evening, very, very quiet. And sadly, at the minute, my social circle needs a bit of work in 2023. It's one of my objectives. There wasn't really anybody around to talk to. And like I've always said, you've got to have those three things. You've got to have somewhere to go, something to do, and some somewhere to go, something to do, and someone to see. And if you miss out one of those things, it's okay, you can get by. But if you miss all three, you've got nowhere to go, no one to see, nothing to do. Life suddenly becomes a bit difficult. And that's where loneliness sets in. Although I never use that word because to me, when you say that you're lonely, you're sitting there wishing something was different instead of doing something. And I'm a big believer in if if you find that situation occurs, and it may do at some point, you've got to you've got to act on it. Otherwise you're just sitting there letting depression take over. Um, which is never a good thing to do, just kind of what people might call moping, but I don't like that word either because, again, it, it almost puts the blame on you and these are just natural feelings that we can sometimes get. So I was a little bit isolated and I was feeling down and I did what you should do. I reached out to a couple of people and said, man, I'm just feeling a bit weird. And one of my friends rang me up and said, you know, you all right? And I was like, yeah. And as soon as I spoke to them, I was I was good. You know, just nice to speak to someone and and stuff like that and get, you know, get my head, give my head a shake in a way because it's good to come out of yourself sometimes and realise it's not actually that bad. You know, I was just bored, really. That, that, that was what it was. I just was bored. And sometimes when you're bored, the options that you have on stuff to do just don't really appeal. And that was where I was. Anyway, coming back to this week, I came out on Monday and I thought, I feel good, I've got something to do. And I knew that that wouldn't last, that feeling, because when you get things to do at work and stresses and meetings and uncertainty that changes that perception and that's quite natural because whenever we have uncertainty that's when stress is a natural byproduct of uncertainty because we have to mentally prepare ourselves for scenarios that could play out I wish I was someone who could just you know people say go with the flow it's the it's the cliche to end all cliches if we could all do that it's the recipe for a really happy life. Now, there may be people who, who, who can do that. Maybe I don't know if I don't know if they really, really can. Because what I realised was, for example, and it, when you think about it, there's a massive case for doing just that. But we can't get away from this natural defence mechanism that we have as, as salient, forward-thinking beings who can consider scenarios and. F- outcomes that that may not happen i guess there's probably a scientific um study maybe somewhere or calculation or at least a, a theory hypothesis on how much of our thoughts about what might happen actually do i bet it's a tiny amount but we're always thinking about what ifs you know and getting ourselves feeling the emotions and you, you know we all know about the cliches where you can pull these things out turn them around by 
they say the brain can't differentiate between thought and reality. So you can program yourself if you if you control your thoughts to feel things that are you know aren't actually real in in the sense of happening, but are in your head. And you can you know we can control our thoughts and make positive change that way. But the kind of the normal, I guess, the more standard experience of that for people is the negative side where we stress out about things that don't happen. And like I say, there's a big case for not doing that. The reason for that is because whenever I think about situations that have arisen at work and I've panicked, so I've been given a task to do and a document to write or a a report to do or something, anything, just a, a task to do, I've never once gone back to whoever asked me to do it, boss or whatever, and said, I can't do it, or I have failed to deliver something. And on the same side of the coin, nobody's ever then come back to me and said, what you've delivered is poor. Or if they have given feedback, they've said, well, yes, it's a good starting point, I've never had it completely thrown in the bin, but maybe we can add to it, add this to it, take this out, and it eventually gets shaped through teamwork, collaboration, into something that's acceptable. And of course, we should always aim for excellence and we should learn. But I think we can be reassured by the fact that how many times in your case have you ever done something that's proven to be absolutely useless? And I bet if you have got one instance of it or a couple of instances of it, you haven't got 10. And this is your whole life you're talking about now. So whenever you get given something, we should be confident, you know, that, yikes, it might feel a bit scary, but we're going to get through it. It's going to happen. That's not a cliche. That's actually a fact that we will deliver something that's good. Now, the interesting thing on a byproduct of that is, do we need the stress to perform? And this is where I get a little bit worried because I think, well, maybe it's the panic that got me to perform you know when they say the fight or flight you need that high emotion for example as a sports person you probably perform well when you're nervous when when the whistle's about to go on a match you get that adrenaline running now if you didn't care if you had nothing no no reaction at all could you perform i like to think that i don't need the stress because that to me is not worth the price i don't think that quality is worth getting ill over But I also think that there's a lot mixed in with that. So it's how confident we are in our ability to deliver. I generally am very unconfident on everything. And maybe that stopped me making attempts to start a business. Maybe, you know, I look around at some businesses that people do and think, wow, that's a really bold thing to do. You know, people who have businesses where they are, uh, there's a lady I follow who, who does networking and she just goes around and, teaches people how to network and I think that's a really to have the confidence to say I am good enough for you to pay me for what I know is a very very confident projection to make in into the world that you're not only worth listening to you're worth paying for that's a really confident position to take in the world to say that what you do has that much value um and I suppose we all do it in a way by when we apply for jobs we're saying you know what we can do is worthy of you paying for our time because that's effectively what what a job is you know paying for your time and 
the contractual obligations, it's, it's an exchange. You get money, they get whatever you do for them. So it's kind of a, I think that's an interesting way of looking at what we all do for the world, you know, and I have to look at myself and say, why have I never said what I can do is worthy of pain? Why have I never believed that I can do that for myself? I can go out and find people to work with. Now, the reality is I know myself and I know that I don't particularly like the sales side of life. I like, for example, being able to do this podcast because I want to do it. If I had to do it because I had to earn money or I had to take the podcast and monetize it to earn a living, that would be far less fun for me because the bit I like is the podcast. If that becomes an incidental thing where I then have to think about money, that would totally kill the enjoyment of it. And I think that's why when I was younger, when I played a lot of pool, I used to play pool mainly when I was out of work because I could have that kind of fake experience of just having to think about the pool game, just practising. And I didn't have to worry necessarily, although I was looking for work and I didn't have a lot of money at the time. I didn't have to worry about that when I was playing the game. I just had to think about pool. When I got into work and I started to have things on my mind that I was stressed about, work that I was doing, a boss that was maybe I didn't want, because I don't really like anyone telling me what to do. I'd rather be completely autonomous and make money. I guess one of my dreams would be to be a professional Twitch streamer or a or a poker player or some someone who could just make money without the need to really be told what to do by anybody or just have enough where I was, um, you know, didn't have to worry about that, that. Getting rid of that would be the biggest benefit of having any sort of decent money. And I noticed, you know, Ronaldo's just signed a contract worth, I think it's four point three point eight million euros a week. I'm just like, wow, you know, he, he, there's no way that he could, he'll be able to appreciate having that kind of, innate freedom although to be fair he's at you know 10 hogs not picking him for man united so even he is you know under the auspices of somebody else and subject to their whims although ultimately if he did want to walk away he could do that um but i would love to be in a position in life where that becomes a choice because i think i would i would make good choices and i think the people who are very very lucky are those who can just not have that kind of necessity for revenue all the time because that in itself is a stress that most of us have. And I think that's maybe why I do this podcast and because I, I just enjoy those moments when it's about something other than just making a living. You know, that, you know, we, we, we do, to make a living, we, we take a lot of stick. You know, the S word with four letters, we, we, we take a lot of that. Um, in order to, to earn our crust. And people know that we need it so they can, you know, push it. You know, and pe- people do. It's a, the, the power sharing, power dynamics that we come across in life are very, very interesting. And I'm going to do a podcast about that. But I think the danger of that is that if somebody heard it, that perhaps I work with and, and misunderstood what I was talking about, I want to look at it from a very pragmatic and objective position. Talk about power in terms of, you know, it'll come. It will. It will come across cynical, because power ultimately someone has it, and then someone else is subject to it. And there are various reasons why we must um, submit to it. And there's there's various scenarios that in in our normal life, where every every relationship has a has an element of a power dynamic to it. 
and I'll do a podcast very soon talking about that. So, so I think the the sort of to summarise and to finish off and to close, I was very conscious of the fact that having something to do this week that was actually my work, I was looking forward to having that structure. I was looking forward to having something to do, because you have to have one of those things. You've got to have some something to do. The the, the when you peel the layers off the onion. What I have to do can be stressful, but be, having to do it was was good. If I did achieve that freedom that I talk about, where I didn't need money, and I could just do what I wanted, I would have weeks like I had last week, where I'd be scratching around. And an interesting point is, everybody else is is in that professional, you know, push to that hustle to kind of project their value onto the world. Go on to LinkedIn, and, and I read a brilliant quote the other day where it said. In regards to LinkedIn, not everybody has their shit together. And you would think they have if you looked at LinkedIn. Everybody is like super sorted, but they're not. And that's sad in a way. But everybody's pushing for for that status, that position. And it's it's both sad and just the way things are. My sort of philosophy is I just want to get off that train. But at the same time... I also want to have something that I can put on LinkedIn that gets me on that train as well. So life is really, really complicated. You know, I, I know somebody who has a, a business like the one I say I want all the time, that kind of motivation, coaching type of business. And they push themselves forward because it's got to be based on you as an individual. And they dress a certain way and they project a very, you know, wise image, experienced, able to help, you know, and and that's a kind of I that appeals to me big style, and I kind of find it weird that it does, but it does, um, and it's a, it's an interesting thing as I as I move through through life that into sort of the the middle of my life that I hope <laughs> that uh, I kind of want to you know I sort of thought that might happen automatically as I got a bit older that get that surety, but I don't. You've got to build it yourself, and that's another point. Um, but there's plenty to sort of get into and I'm getting into other areas and what I wanted to chat about but I'm going to end it there but yeah this isn't as, I don't know whether that's as good as what I wanted to uh, say the other day and did say but lost the recording but I hope you found it helpful thought provoking as ever and I'll see you on the next podcast very soon so thanks for listening <laughs>